What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Dad Up, everybody. I'm super excited for the guest that I have on the show today. Uh, he's an acclaimed author. He's a pastor, speaker, life coach. He's known for inspiring and motivating people from entertainment to executives, celebrities and athletes, to adults and children in some of the most deprived neighborhoods in the country. He's visited 75 countries and has inspired millions of people. His truly gift and passion is to just make the world a better place. On top of all this, his most important role is being a dad. Please welcome Tim Story to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, Tim. What a privilege to be on, and I like that name, Dad Up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's kind of uh, inspired by, you know, you hear people say, man up. Um, so I kind of took it from that kind of role and changed it up a bit. And uh, my fans seemed to like it when I started the podcast a little over a year ago. Um, I had a bunch of names, and uh, that's that's what everybody likes. So that's the one I went with. Well, I like it. Awesome. Um, so, Tim, for people that may not know who you are, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of your backstory? I, I know I touched it on it in the intro, but just kind of your backstory, and then also how many kids kids you have. Yeah, I think um, for me, I was raised in a, a larger family. My mother, father, and then we have five kids. I'm the youngest by many years. So um, two things come with that. One, I will admit I was the most spoiled. But the second thing is that I had to wear a lot of hand-me-downs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then what happened to me, when I was a junior in high school, I was very much set to go to USC. That's where I wanted to go. University of Southern California, communications major. And uh, when, in, when I was a junior, somebody was reading this book, a friend of mine, was reading this book about the life of Mother Teresa. And I saw her because she was in a seat in front of me in my history class. So I asked her about the book and she told me what it was. She was just reading on her free time. And she goes, you could read it if you like. So I read that book and the reason I bring it up because it changed my life. When I saw what Mother Teresa did to help orphans, something jumped in me and I thought, you know, part of my life is I'm supposed to be a humanitarian. So instead of going to USC, which the way the way it was paid for me to go, I decided to go to seminary. And then I went on and on and on and ended up getting a doctorate in world religion and became a humanitarian, traveling, speaking, helping underprivileged kids in 75 countries so far. Wow. So that is a little bit of my background. And uh, how, how many kids you have now? I have two children, and I had to start telling my real age because my kids are tall, and they became a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> so my son is 31, and my daughter is uh, 29. Okay. And so that's wild for me because I feel 29. So, so well, that's great. Somehow, something happens. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, I have I have two boys. Uh, my oldest is 22. He's actually a senior at the uh, University of uh, uh, Gosh uh, Grand Canyon. Oh. So he's out in Phoenix. 
So uh, he's, he's actually finishing. He wants to be an entrepreneur. He wants to do something on his own. Um, but he's actually finishing up his, his college career uh, six months early. So that makes me happy. So he'll graduate in December. And then uh, my, my younger son, as I told you before we got on the call, that um, he's, a, he's at uh, Hope International University on a basketball scholarship. And it's his first year. So, um, Yeah, so congratulations on, on, on that. Yes. Yeah, so and, I, have, uh, I have two, two amazing kids, and, and they have an amazing mother. I was married to their mother for 13 years, and it's, uh, she wrote me a text on my birthday the other day and said, to the best ex-husband ever. So, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> unfortunately, after many, many years of marriage and three years of counseling, we, like many marriages, did not make it, but we we remained more than friendly. We're very good to each other, and we co-parented and had a lot of help, and um, by the grace of God and hard work, have fared through, you know, a difficult thing that many of the listeners have been through before. Yeah. Um, co-parenting can be hard. Obviously, there can be a lot of hostility when a, when a couple breaks up, but uh, I commend you that you guys have stuck through it and remained good friends because it's important not only for the family role, but for your kids, even though they're grown adults, it's still important for them. Yes, I agree with you. And happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank, thank you very much. So my birthday was, as, as you're saying, it's just a few days ago. And, uh, you know, we couldn't meet together so we had a big zoom birthday party a virtual party and i'm trying to tell you it was exciting you know you you almost felt like somebody was hugging you but they weren't <laughs> right no that's cool um that's cool and you didn't have a big mess to clean up after everybody left right you know that now that that's something i've never thought about but it's now <laughs> starting to make sense <laughs> Well, it's funny when my son signed with uh, Hope International University, we, I'd had a, I did a big Zoom because he did it at the end of his senior year, and we were all in, in the pandemic during that time. So um, I had I had a big Zoom call, and I had all his old coaches and a lot of family and stuff, and they were all on the Zoom call and watched him sign. So it was pretty cool. Hey, that is exciting. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, through through your journey as a dad, what do you think's been the most rewarding part about it? I think that. Um, one of the most rewarding things is that when my kids started getting older and let's say 18, 19 years of age, I noticed that it went from I'm the dad and, you know, the father, there's three primary things that he does because I'm a pastor as well. So he, the father is to guide you, which is direction, guard you, which is protection, govern you, which is administration. So I was so used to guiding, guarding, governing my two children. And when they were like 18, 19, they started asking me questions that actually shocked me. Like my daughter, I'd sit down with her for breakfast or lunch because um, she was already in college. And she would say, Dad, how are you doing? Well, I never mm. heard that before in my life. How are you doing? Um, how's it going at the job? How's it going? Are you still working with that trainer? And I noticed that same thing from my son. So it went from not just fathering, but also to a deeper level of friendship because they were becoming young adults. Yeah. So that was, that was very rewarding to see 
that the compassion that we try to display in the home between the mother and I towards them and other people, that somehow, some way they had picked that up and they were being that way towards me. So that, that was very, very touching and very rewarding. Mm. That's great. And, you know, I've noticed the same thing about my son, but, you know, it's, it's credit to you and their mother for uh, instilling that in them as they grew up. And you guys clearly have a really tight bond, and it shows in those questions that they asked you. So that's awesome. My my boys, I've noticed it with my older son more than my younger son. My younger son's 19, so I've noticed it more with my older son who's 22, uh, that he's starting to do those kinds of things. And I can see that young man in him has really matured and grown. And uh, it's, it's it kind of give yourself a pat on the back, you know? It's, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's very exciting. Awesome. What uh, what do you think has been the challenging, most challenging things that you've faced as a dad? I think one of the most challenging things, I think any parent that's listening, um, you know, we see these kids playing their PlayStation. Mm. And there are different games that they play. Uh, sometimes I wish I could uh, be the guy that has the remote control and I can just get them to do exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, that friend, I'm not so sure of. Let's uh, take them out of the game. <laughs> or, you know, it's like my, my daughter came to me when she was 17 and a half, maybe 18 years of age, about to graduate high school or maybe she just did and she said that she had been looking into a school in Australia mm. and that she wanted to go to a fitness school uh I'm sorry like a it was a design school a design school uh for clothing design in Sydney Australia okay so you know her mother wanted her to go to USC because that's where the mother went and that's where the father went. That's where the brothers went. And so uh, my daughter, no, wanted to go to Australia. So we ended up sending her to Australia, and she finished school there. But um, I think one of the challenging things is, you know, you raise these kids to be free thinkers and strong thinkers, mm-hmm. and then they actually take it out and do it. Right, <laughs> right. So I think that's one of the challenges where sometimes you feel like, wow, I would do it a little different, but they're already of this age. So I just got to try to counsel them, encourage them, support them and pray for them and hope they find their way. And I would say by the grace of God and hard work, you know, now that they're the age that they are, that they've, they've done pretty well. Yeah. And you know it's that you're right, and it it is hard, especially your daughter going going essentially to another country to to study, and that's a long ways away. It's hard for parents to let their kids go to college in just another state, let alone another country. Yeah. Um, so so that is that is tough, and that can be challenging. But I do like the fact that you brought up the PlayStation because if you if you or anybody you know comes up with a game control system that can take control of their kids <laughs> please let me know because i think yeah. every parent would love to have one of those controllers yeah but i don't want to even control them 24 hours a day i just want to control them at least one hour a day <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cool. funny right that's awesome um awesome now um when you became a dad how did your life change i, I mean you were doing a lot of things and uh, you were obviously very busy 
Um, you became a dad. In what ways did your life change when you became a dad? Yeah, I would I would say that I was a I was an excellent Disneyland dad. And if I was to change the way I did it, I would be more present as I was starting when they were about when they were about fourteen. I became more present. Mm. Uh, fourteen and twelve. When I when they were younger, their mother is so good at parenting. And she had her family around her a lot. She had friends around a lot. So to be honest with you, I almost felt like there was not much room for me to, like, get in the way. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that that was necessarily a correct assessment. But based on that assessment, I think that I became a bit of a Disneyland dad. And, and so one would say, well, what do you mean by that, Tim? I was the guy that did the fun projects the happy project, the we're going to have fun, we're going to do amazing things. And I wish I was there for the mundane things as well. Mm. And I think that that was unfair to their mother. And, uh, I mean, this is this is a lot of honesty, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel like this was unfair to their mother, but I didn't know any better. I just yeah. I just thought, like, she she's got this mundane thing down with getting them to do their homework and their chores and, you know, put them on restriction or whatever. And so uh, later in life, I grew up, learned, and uh, learned a lot more about parenting. Well, it's it's funny. It's kind of the reason why I do this show is because I, 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 I've seen that and just not only uh, uh, friends that my kids have had, but in just, I've done a lot of coaching. I've been in, in coaching is, it's been a huge part of my life through my, while my kids were growing up, I coached every single one of their sports, but I, I've seen that in other players that I've coached. I've seen it with their parents where parents just won't even show up to games to, to watch them play. And um, it's one of the reasons why I do the show, Tim. I, I'm trying to help dads, encourage dads to be present, to know what it takes to be an all in dad. And yeah. um, so and it's, it's a big problem that, that, dad's face right now and they struggle with it because like you, you, you thought your role, Hey, I'm, I'm out here making things happen, providing for the family the way that I think I'm supposed to, but you, you soon realize that, Hey, I need to be a little bit more involved in, in those mundane things. Um, and that was a huge part of my life. I wanted to be an all in dad. I wanted to be a part of it because my, my dad wasn't, my dad wasn't involved in my life. And um, so I wanted to make sure I wasn't like that with my kids. Yeah, so I think, I think that where I found out what your show is about, when my assistant told me, I was very excited about doing the show because I think it's a, a thing that a lot of men are challenged in, and I don't really think that many times that uh, that they know better. Right. And so it's kind of like Maya Angelou, who I love, the late, great Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. and she says that... You know, when you when you know better, you know most times you do better. But right. I I did not know better. But when I when I got educated, then for me because I like to grow, I decided to grow, and became a dad that my kids are very close to. You know they don't have to be this close because they're busy, uh, but yet they choose to spend time with me. They want to be around with me. They want a vacation with me. 
And uh, so that's 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 a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Now, are your kids involved in any humanitarian uh, things like you are? They are. So they've they've been working with me on the humanitarian side of life since they were you know really really little, and they've traveled to many 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 countries of the world, helping me do what I do. Mm-hmm. And they're both in the entertainment business. My my daughter is a producer. I won't name the show, but I think it's the number one show in America uh, right now. Uh, she's a producer on that show. And then my son is a producer, director, and he does, you know, different shows. And, you know, they're in the Hollywood entertainment business. So, um, but, yeah, they, they're very, very, very much involved in, in my humanitarian side. So they picked that up, yeah. Well, that's cool. Awesome. Um, now, through your journey, kind of being this successful, um, you know, speaker and author and businessman, what lessons did you or try to teach your kids about success? Did I remember one time I took my son to a Laker game, and he must have been about 10. You know, when we went to sit down, I said, this is so-and-so. I named the first last name. This is so-and-so. I named the first last name. This is so-and-so. I told the first last name. So later he says, Dad, come after, you know, every time I meet somebody, you give me their first and last name. And I said, because it's just, it's just out of respect of who that person is. So I feel like one of the things that I was able to do by my lifestyle that I have in, in dealing with people, because I life coach, you know, people, right. is that my, my kids got to see the diversity of the type of friends I had, whether they were really young, middle-aged, or much older people, and to show people respect. And there's something called the law of reproduction, that like produces like. Mm -hmm. And that was a beautiful thing because I began to see that act out in their lives. And so now they're the very same way. They give people really strong respect and they're very cordial to people. And that, you know, that's, that's a good thing. That goes a long way, Tim. I, I, I got to be honest. I, I guess it's, it's huge because um, even with my kids, when, when I was, even when they were little, um, and I would introduce them to somebody who is an acquaintance of mine or a business associate, I always taught them when you shake their hand, you make eye contact and you don't squeeze their hand like you're trying to hurt them, but you give them a firm handshake and you let them know that you respect them just in, those, in that way. Um, yes. That's cool that yes. you did that. Yes. So, yeah, because it, it can go on from generation to generation, and hopefully that's they don't have children themselves yet. But, you know, when when and if they have children, that would be a beautiful thing for them to pass down. Yep, and, and, I, and I see it in my boys today. They still have – they still um, introduce themselves that same exact way with the firm handshake and the eye contact. It's, 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 it's huge. So um, that's very cool. What do you think is the most – is the single most important thing you've learned from your parents and how has that impacted you as a mother? Well, I think there's no doubt about it is um, from my mother who predominantly raised us because my father, bless his heart, he passed away. He was going through a green light and a man ran a red light, hit him oh, no. and he passed. But I was only 10, but he was a great man. But my mother, uh, who then had to uh, oversee five children, she has an amazing work ethic. 
And she taught us not to do a half blank job. Right. So we never did. So every one of her kids, we are fierce workers. We are machines. Do you know that I never miss days of work? And I mean never. Mm. I could have my right leg falling off and I would show up. I never miss school. I don't do things halfway. Um, if I am going to be, let's say, at a luncheon or something, mm-hmm. I love to show up early. Uh, I have many, many jobs, and I don't complain about any of them. So my mother taught us a work ethic, not by just what she said, but what we saw. Right. So I'll never forget. She, she used to say, now, we may be lower income, but we are not lower class. Mm, that's great. And so the dishes were always washed. My sisters know how to mow the grass, but I know, how to, but I know how to sew. So yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, you know, it's that is it a rap song? Every day I'm hustling. Every day, every day I'm hustling. So I'm up at four thirty in the morning, and I'm a machine. And a lot of that is because of my my mother. Mm, that's great, and. Um, it's unfortunate today we don't see that as often. Um, we see we see parents that that aren't showing through their actions the work ethic, and you can see it in the kids that are growing up these days. Um, it's sad to see, um, but it's happening, and it's something that needs to change. Yes, that's a great point. Great, great point. Um, yeah, my boys are. The, I mean, they they see through actions, so they saw everything that I did, and I was the same way. I I constantly had several things that I was working on, and they knew it. Um, not only being an involved dad, but also in all the other stuff I do. So, um, and they're the same way. They have they have great work ethic. So what do you, if I were to ask your son and daughter, tell me something about your dad? What would you hope they'd say about you? Well, I I think would say that I think they would both say that I'm kind. K I N D. I mean, I think the fact that I've been able to accomplish things in life that their friends seem to get excited about, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and they get excited about, I think, I think the, the thing that they bring up the most is that I'm kind. Like I've helped a lot of their friends. I've got a lot of their friends jobs. Uh, when their friends would come over, even when they were young, I always go overboard. The friends needed a ride somewhere. I would take them. So I think, I think more than the fact that they got to do, and I, I won't get into like what they get to do, but you know, I, I work with entertainers. So just imagine, right. So, right. you know, you know, all that world. Sure. They, they, they've enjoyed all that. But I think the fact that I'm K I N D is the thing that I do hear them say behind my back. <laughs> right. That makes sense. And it's just the fact that you've put a lot of time in your humanitarian work um, shows your kindness. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I truly, I truly love people, and I, I love the, I love the up and outer and the down and outer and the middle of outer. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, cool, Tim. If my listeners wanted to look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, where can they do that? What's the best place to do that? Yeah, and number one, thanks for the privilege of of being on the program. I'm proud of you and what you're doing, Thank you. and uh, I think it's it's so needed for. For, for fathers and men to step up 
and dads to, to man up in this case and to dad up. But right. the best way to find me is just simply timstory.com. And story is with a S T O R E Y. So Tim, T I M S T O R E Y. But I also pastor a church called Congregation Church right out of your Belinda, California. That's in Southern California, but you can watch online. We have probably about 15,000 people a week watch the church service online. And I think you guys would like it for those that like church. Yeah. So com. you'll find out all that information. Cool. Well, um, since I'm right in the area, uh, we may have to check out Congregation Church because um, uh, we, we, we go to um, Sandals Church out in um, uh, Riverside. And uh, I think we're going to have to check out your church for sure. Yeah, Sandals is doing a great job. Though. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing great. I mean, Southern California has a plethora of amazing churches. But we tend to draw people that uh, are usually a little bit unchurched or they're like kind of like, you know, people that want to do well in life. Because I teach mm-hmm. a success message, mm-hmm. uh, biblically based. And uh, you you would like to buy, but if you just cool. go to timstory dot com, then you can watch online and see how it feels to you. Awesome. Well, Tim, it's been a huge honor and pleasure to have you on. I really appreciate you sharing your dad experiences with me and my listeners. Um, and I will certainly stay in touch with you, my friend. Okay, I look forward to it. And thanks one more time for having me on. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Data. Up.